Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast today with your host Bernard Gunther and my special guest is a returning guest, David Whitehead from Truth uh, Warrior podcast and from Unslaved, which he co-hosts with Michael Tessarion. He's been on my podcast, uh, we've been, you've been on there three, four months ago and a lot of things have happened since then, obviously. And one of the big reasons I also wanted to get you on because you got nuked off several social media accounts one by one. And we know the censorship has been intensifying even recently just on Facebook out of nowhere, you got disabled and Instagram, I believe, and you got some red flags or there was some censorship on your YouTube channel as well. Um, Welcome, David, first of all, to the show, my man. <laughs> Thank you, Bernhard. So good to see you again. And I'm very happy to be back with you. I've been going through a lot of the same things I know many people are going through right now with their social media, where they're being censored without warning, without any reason other than that maybe they violated some obscure guideline somewhere um, that isn't really defined and that is changing all the time. And this is happening to literally... I believe thousands, if not millions of people, I think social media at this point is just batting for the deep state, what we call the deep state. Um, and they are at the, I think they're, they would be willing to censor half the world if they had yeah. to, in order to keep this narrative together. Um, Cause it's crumbling before our very eyes. And I look forward to breaking those details down with you. Exactly. That's the event that I mean, it's fascinating because like you said, it's so obvious this kind of communist style censorship however you want to nazi fascist digital book burning it's so obvious uh that the big tech is in cahoots with the deep state you know and now with the whole election fraud obvious election fraud and the media announcing biden elect which they have no business announcing anyone and everybody just catches on as if he's biden's a new president it's fascinating and you start to question it everything gets nuked i mean even we just talked about it right before we started recording the, um, the president Trump's tweets right away being censored. And um, I remember you saying you just posted a screenshot of one of his tweets. And next thing you know, your whole Facebook account is deleted by Facebook. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, and it is hilarious. There's, I don't even know where to begin, but basically I think I'll begin with Facebook. Um, first I was censored on Instagram. I had a really good Instagram account. I was blowing up. I had, finally reached, I can't even remember what the number of followers I reached, but when you hit different levels on Instagram, you get new powers. Like you can stream for longer, you can do certain things. And so I was so excited. I was like, oh, I finally crossed the Rubicon, even with all the shadow banning. And then they killed my accounts. And so all my friends went over to follow me on Facebook. And so I was doing all this stuff on Facebook and then Facebook, I was getting thousands of new follows and people were following and sharing all the stuff that I was tweeting. And I was even just, re or I was sharing on Facebook, a lot of your posts, Bernhard, I love your, your Facebook. And then on election day, I was, I posted the, I reposted the screenshot of Trump's tweet where he was just saying, this is clearly election fraud. We're going to be taking this to the courts. And I can't remember exactly the thing. And as I, as soon as I posted that, I log in like 15 minutes later and my account is saying that it has been suspended. They just say, you've been suspended. There's no reason. And uh, I then I, they probably started investigating my account and realized, okay, he's one of those guys that doesn't yeah. believe the mainstream media narrative and is trying to alert people to alternative information. So, um, and then it was, uh, so it was Facebook, is gone. Twitter is gone. My YouTube got banned for 30 days where I couldn't upload or stream. I've got my YouTube back. So now I've been streaming on two YouTube channels on Periscope and other places for my show. But I've been experiencing nothing but glitches uh, with stuff, weird stuff, videos going disappearing. I did a stream the other night, my part one of where I was covering this rigged election. And the stream just got cut off right when I started covering the CISA which was mm. uh, an, a new, I guess, intelligence network or apparatus that Trump put in place in 2018. And as soon as I was playing the video of the gentleman breaking that down, the stream got cut, the video was gone. And so I re-uploaded and it is back there. They haven't censored the re-uploaded version of that. And then yesterday I just recorded a three-hour part two, uh, breaking down all the recent information that was coming across my desk about uh, this obvious, obvious fraud. And the fact that they're walking around parading Biden like he wins and he's won and he's now doing statements as if he's the president. Like yeah. it's such a dog and pony show. Uh, people have no idea what they're in for. Yeah, exactly. So let's break it down. Let's go back to election day as it happened. 
And it was just fascinating. I believe, I mean, I personally, again, have never followed in the past elections because I came from the anarchist point of view of just two birds of the same, uh, two wings of the same bird. They're all just in cahoots of everybody. Government can break you, can not bring you any freedom until Trump got in because it was a surprise. You know, we all thought Hillary and then, you know, we've been catching up with it or going along and seeing like what's all the attention this guy is getting, negative attention of trying to impeach him, you know, the attacks and all of that. And we dive deeper and we see, oh my God, Trump is not one of those guys. He's an outsider, right? Um, so going to election day, you know, what was what first stood out for me uh, is that they stopped counting votes where he was leading in certain states. And that is unprecedented, unprecedented. How do you call it? <laughs> it didn't really happen before, right? So I would like... I don't understand. Can you maybe enlighten me or give me insight into this whole voting? Because usually all the counts of all the votes are counted that night, right? Is that what happened every four years? And this is something completely new right now, what we experience. Yeah, well, th this is the kind of election you would see in a banana republic or a communist <laughs> country. This is how it's done. Um, so this is not right now, as soon as votes kept getting counted after the November 3rd, they were already violating the constitution, like right there. Yeah. And then now we know just how bad that's gone on in all these different States. All this evidence is coming out about the fraud, but we, I was watching it live just like many people. Um, and I, I started looking and going, oh my God, this is going to be a landslide. Like the, the direction of everything was, this is going to be a landslide for Trump. And then it just stopped. And certain states just stopped counting. And there was all these reasons for why they said they were going to stop counting. And then they were blocking uh, vote counters because the way it should be done is you have a Republican vote counter, a Democrat vote counter. They observe, especially with mail-in ballots, okay? They observe the process. They look at it. They verify it. And then it goes. And there's a whole, in order to do mail-in ballots, it's it's a bit of a longer process. But it's interesting how California, New York even, like other Dem some some of those democratic states they had their stuff together texas they had their stuff together they had all the votes coming in and counted and everything and then it was all these other states that were having all these problems like philadelphia and, and north carolina and other places and then as soon as they stopped it and every trump was calling for everyone's like stop the stop you know, you can't be counting like what are you doing or they're they're bringing in other ballots that we haven't verified and right away twitter started censoring President Trump. And to me, that should tell everything, everybody what they need to know, however they feel about Trump. doesn't matter. The point is the big machine, the globalist machine, the media is an arm of that. This is a big, this is a big machine that is, is gearing towards having China become the new power in the world because there's two economic superpowers. There's the United States and there's China. And before the election, the Council on Foreign Relations which everybody should know who runs that whole gang over there. Uh, they predicted that China was going to be, they were predicting and promoting that China would be the new standard for the world. Interestingly enough, we just went through an entire year where the world suddenly adopted the CCP party policy in the way that they addressed the virus mm -hmm. that came from China. Okay. So there's a lot of interesting things going on where this whole year has been about a battle geopolitically. We're just looking at the effects of the, of the battle that's going on. That's what we're seeing. Um, what the news is reporting is if you're watching the news, you're light years behind, unfortunately. And there's, this is a big geopolitical chess game that's going on between these two superpowers, the globalists, the big mega central bankers, a lot of these roundtable people, the cabals that we've been talking about forever, they've, they help groom uh, the Chinese government and the system over there. They worked in league with their roundtable groups and mafias, and they are trying to change the order of the world. And so this election is incredibly important, not just for America, but for uh, the concept of what we call Western civilization, mm -hmm. which is that we're going to have uh, a nation based on freedom, based on prosperity, based on free markets, um, you know, all these different elements that were built as the foundational principle of what we call the West um, and that were sort of crystallized in a very unique way in America. And so Trump came in and I was like you, Bernhard, I was like, I, they were all picked and they were yeah. all these candidates before the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, they were selected at these Bilderberg meetings, in my opinion, they were promoted. And I believe 
we're going to get a crash course really soon <laughs> on just how they made that happen using these rigged election systems that they have in place. Um, one of them is called Dominion. We're going to, we can talk a bit about that, where it's essentially a way that they can switch votes electronically. And uh, there's even examples of this that I showed uh, yesterday in my podcast, where people could watch, re-watch the CNN coverage of the election and witness in real time how they were switching votes, even just between different governors that were mm. getting voted in. Um, so there's so much to, un- on, uh, to break down about that. But basically, uh, you know, when I saw Trump come in in 2016 and from day one, they were everybody, all the right people were screaming bloody murder against him. I knew there was something different about Trump. And that's what's made, had me uh, spend a lot of time researching and looking into it and then realizing he is a different kind of candidate. He was trying to break that trend. He didn't come from the political cloth. He came in and gave up his billionaire lifestyle to try to save his country. And he's had nothing but coup after coup, starting with the most obvious one that is really hilarious to talk about, actually, which is this idea of Russian collusion in the elections. And if people can cast their minds back, um, when Obama was talking before Trump got in, he was saying it's impossible to rig the American elections. The U.S. election system is perfect. It's impossible to rig that system. Then Trump gets in, and for four years, they started screaming, well, Russia colluded to manipulate the elections. And nobody really started to ask, well, if, it was, if you, what you're saying is true, um, wouldn't that implicate all the other elections before? Maybe Russia or someone else has been controlling all yeah. the other elections, yeah. you know, if you, if you follow their logic. But that, that never came out. Now that supposedly Trump has lost, which he hasn't, and I'll prove that in a bit. Um, they're trying to say, no, again, it's, it's impossible that for them to rig the election. There's no way they rigged the election. There's no way we could have rigged the election. The system is perfect. You're, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting how they switch stories yeah. when it's convenient, kind of like with this virus where it's totally cool to go and do George Floyd protests and burn cities down for months on end with millions of people involved all over the world. Uh, that's totally cool. That doesn't spread or, or increase the uh, spread of the pandemic. Um, uh, but when you have 30 people in Canada that go to one of their local parliaments to protest government lockdowns, suddenly they are danger to society. They need to be arrested and fined. Um, we were told that we're not allowed to have more than six people in our home for Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. Um, but it's okay now that Joe Biden won the election right. for people to be in the thousands in the streets, partying, breaking yeah. social distance guidelines, singing YMCA to mock President Trump, <laughs> uh, burning effigies of him, little pillows they're kicking around and making it look like they were t- like, that's totally cool. And so this is where I came into all of this was I said, okay, when there's this many contradictions, when there's mm-hmm. this many lies, when the big system that I've been analyzing for 18 years is pointing all of its cannons at Trump at once, and it's based on lies and deception, there's something about him that's different. There's something about him they don't like. And I want to know the truth about what that is. Exactly. I think that's, before we go into more detail on this whole election fraud and what's really happening behind the scenes and the probable future timelines, um, is what is the listeners really to understand. I think most people who follow our work know that, but this is not your classical Republican versus Democrat uh, race, what, what, however you might call it, right? This is not the classical left versus right. On superficial level, maybe it looks like that, yes, right? But even the Democrats, the left, the liberal part, is not what they used to be. They have been completely hijacked, infused with the uh, communist, uh, culture, neo-Marxist Chinese values, right? They have subverted for decades. It has been that's, It's infiltration, right? Through the education system, Jordan uh, Peterson has warned about it. So they don't represent the true liberal Democrat values at all anymore. And people who support Biden uh, don't actually really understand what they are supporting at all. And I realize now more and more as well, like people who voted for Biden didn't vote for Biden. They were just so so brainwashed and triggered by this anti-Trump, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, that they just voted against him, not even knowing why, because they have been brainwashed. I mean, just sure. today, I want to, I posted it, and I saw that if you saw the Twitter tweet by, um, what's her name? Dr. Naomi Wolf. She tweeted out, if I had known Biden was open to lockdowns, as he now states, states, 
which is something historically unprecedented. Precedent. He goes the word again. I have trouble pronouncing <laughs> precedent. Are you saying unprecedented? Is that unprecedented? It? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. In any pandemic and a terrifying practice, one that won't ever end because elites love it. I would have never voted for him. I mean, get wow. they don't even know he already. He said that before that he's for lockdowns, for mask men, you know. So a lot of people who vote for him don't even know what he truly stands for. They're just blinded with their hate against Trump and what they've been brainwashed and don't even know what they're aligning themselves with. So, you know, and we see this even now, even now with the whole media. Fox called very early all these states, Arizona and all these states. And Fox is like showing itself as part of the Mockingbird deep state, you know. So again, even the Republicans, GOP, um, um, you know, uh, Republican career politicians don't stand up for Trump. So all these bad actors are exposing themselves. So they're deep state players on both parties. This is not, again, not the classical left versus right game we are looking at here. You bring up a really good point. I'm glad we can talk about this. This is a really big misunderstanding with people, especially people in what we call the conspiracy movement or the alternative movement or the freedom movement. Um, I love a lot of these people, but they're also, in my opinion, missing a very important point. And you brought it up. It's true that the left-right paradigm has been rigged so that it wouldn't matter what side gets in. It's always people batting for the globalist agenda. All right. And we'll just call them the globalists where we can call them cabal of whatever people want to, you know, there's different names for them. They're criminals that are trying to take power illegitimately. Okay. And centralize control in the world. And so they, in, in order for them to be able to have all of these countries, these independent nations to get on board with the new great reset and the new sustainable development goals and the whole thing that's been funded from the top as the plan for the world, they needed to be able to control elections. And there was a few different ways they did that. One is having both candidates seem like they're two opposites, but really they're batting for the same team. I've seen it happen for years in Canada. Okay. Um, the other is that when you do get legitimate candidates, because a lot of people think anybody that goes into politics is automatically evil and corrupt and whatever. It's kind of like the same thing people think about bankers or business people. This is Marxist indoctrination that we've been growing up with, that anybody that's successful, anybody that wants to get into public office or start mm -hmm. a business is somehow automatically evil. Um, and that's just not, that's just not the case. We have to be very specific about what we're talking about. So it'd be the same if you get legitimate candidates and there are legitimate candidates, even in Canada, as corrupt as our system is, there are good politicians here trying to make things better. However, they get flushed out. They get, they don't get to the top races. They don't get to those places. Um, and also because people aren't aware of these candidates, the media blanks them out or ridicules them. So a lot of people don't get to even know that their policies would be better than the candidates that are selected. Now, the other thing is that what happens when a candidate does get through? What happens when somebody rigged the election against the deep state in 2016? This is where people don't maybe follow it. Do, do you really think, I'm talking to the listeners, do you really think that for decades and decades, military, intelligence, government officials, public citizens, people in different offices were just sitting there watching their country get sold down the river. It's watching their fellow Americans be sent to wars that were for, not in America's best interest, but were in the interest of these globalists. Um, and watching that happen, administration after administration, um, and sending even their children over to die in these wars and then finding out later that it was all bullshit. Do you think they're just going to sit back and not try to fight back? I'm talking about what we call the white hats, the people within the system that are patriotic, that are fighting for humanity. Of course, they would start looking at a way that they can get around all of these unfair, infiltrated, rigged setup systems that are changing the destiny of the country. So they put a plan together. We've talked about this before. Um, and they, I think, brought Trump in on it. They counter-rigged the 2016 election, not even rigging it. They basically unrigged it to a certain yeah. degree so that those actual legitimate votes could go through. Trump gets elected against all odds. At that point, the deep state in America, the Democrat system, they, they weren't thinking it was even possible for Trump to get elected. They didn't realize 
that there were people batting for him so that they would loosen up the algorithms and allow those things to go out. And they didn't know how brilliant this was back then. And they, so they didn't throw everything at him. He gets in, they realize that's their mistake. They spend four years trying to get him out. It didn't work. Every prediction they made was wrong. He kept beating them at every move. They have no idea. They're sitting there scratching their heads. So it's so clear that that's what we're seeing now is a pent up frustration on behalf of these deep state players that have been trying to keep control in America, seeing that they're losing control. And so this time they decided to throw every possible thing at Trump to ensure that he wouldn't get elected because they, they saw the real poll numbers. Trump knew the real poll numbers. America knew the real poll numbers. All you got to do is watch the difference between a Trump rally and a Biden rally, okay? Yeah. Um, they knew the real thing. This was the most historic voter turnout in American history. Yeah. And if anybody believes that Joe Biden, of all candidates, like maybe we could have an excuse if it was Bernie Sanders or somebody else like that. But if, if you think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are loved and adored by the American people to the point where they would cast more votes for him in this election than even Obama and yeah. Hillary Clinton got. <laughs> I really think people need to have a second thought about how they, if they think that's even possible. Okay. So yeah. this is a chess game between the people in America and also in other Western countries that are trying to fight this encroaching, basically this push towards this new world order they've been talking around for so long. And so you have to use strategy. It's not easy to just go in and change it and fix it from the top to bottom. It takes time. And I think another strategy that Trump has been using is this slow drip process where he's been slowly hinting and revealing things. Mm -hmm. And here's the Hunter Biden thing over here. Here's the Epstein thing over here. Here's the, he's been saying for years and years, even before he was president, that these elections are rigged, that exactly. both parties are selected. He's been saying that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so if he, you're off your rocker, if you think he wasn't prepared for this, in fact, I think we're watching, we're going to be watching a counter coup to the coup that was put in place to try to take him out. And uh, it's going to be devastating to the deep state, the media, to Hollywood, because when they put, they basically put all their chips on the table and they did that because they had no other choice. The opinion polls were showing people were leaving the Democratic Party. People are not watching the mainstream news. Their ratings are crashing. Uh, people are coming to shows like this. They're not trusting their officials. So these guys are panicking and they're like, we need to get control. The only way we can do it is to put all our chips in the table and go for it. And that's what we're seeing. But Trump, I think, if he knows anything about strategy, which I believe he's like a student of Sun Tzu at this point, um, he had this whole thing set up for them and he's going to counter coup them. I believe that. And we can even go through some other points as to, as to what formed that belief. Yeah. No, no, let's pick up on that right away strategy, because as you rightly mentioned, Trump has been talking about tweeting out. I remember a tweet from 2012. He talked about voter fraud already, you know, yeah. and then throughout the last years, he's been tweeting a lot. And then our favorite letter of the alphabet, 17, has been giving a lot of hints exactly what's happening now over the past two, three years now. Mm -hmm. So, but the question is what a lot of people, um, you know, they are confused about because we have been riding this high wave. So everybody thought it was going to be a landslide and Trump is going to be in like this boom. So the question comes up, and I don't mean as a devil's advocate, but just also for people to understand and get your insight from a strategy perspective. Mm. Um, if he knew all of that, if Q knew all of that, why didn't they already put in countermeasures so it would be a sure landslide victory right away? That's a great question. And here's my answer to that. Okay. And we'll see if this plays out. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'll come out and I'll eat crow <laughs> and I'll come back on the show and say, I was wrong. Okay. But let's just, let's just think let's, of this as a with scenario. It. Yeah. I study strategy for a living. This is my job. I come from the martial art tradition. Um, you know, I read Sun Tzu. I'm a chess player. This is how my mind works. If I were sitting there, I would say, okay, and this is what I think is happening. Trump's entire presidency was a sting operation. This election is a sting operation. It's not an election. And he's not really the president the way that people think of a president. That's why they don't like him because he's not mm -hmm. presidential, but he wasn't put in to be presidential. He was put in to put out a cartoon character image to the media so that he could absorb all the attacks and draw out all the enemies. 
So you, it's like in sparring, mm. you put out certain techniques, you know, these fakes and jabs and things to draw out your enemy's attack because you need to see as quickly as possible what their game plan is. Mm-hmm. So you make sure that your game plan matches theirs and can overtake them. So you do things to draw out your opponent. Okay. Um, and when people are just watching TV and they're watching law and order and they think that this is just, it's like Matlock, you know, they just, Oh, they found the criminal present the evidence. He goes to jail. That's just <laughs> he's way more complex than this. So what he's doing is he's, he's done things in a specific way to specifically combat the media. The media was the first target because think about it right now. The reason everybody's celebrating the streets and all the Hollywood celebrities and the blue check marks are tweeting and there's Saturday night live episodes and Joe Biden's doing acceptance speeches in front of a Jeep uh, dealership. And like on a, it's just getting insane. People believe that if they believe the media, so mm-hmm. he, Trump has done four years of trying to show people over and over again, you can't trust the media. They are fake news. They are corporately bought and they are basically agents, saboteurs, and activists working on behalf of the deep state. So the real people who've been realizing this problem with the media for a long time have been sitting back going, okay, there's something deeper happening here. And there is. So what I mean by him being a sting operation is he was there to draw out the enemy to inflame them, to antagonize them, to bully them a little bit, to draw them out so that he could see which people on the Democrats and the Republicans Mm. were with him or against him. Who were the real patriots? Okay. And we're seeing this now. We're seeing who the traitors are. We're seeing who the cowards are. We're seeing who the people are who are just doing their stick because they want public attention, which is why they're jumping ship and congratulating Biden. And they're like, hey guys, next, better luck next year. That when you see those people doing that, Trump needed to know who's really there mm. on, on his side. Um, he, we needed to have time to accumulate all the evidence of not just a little bit of fraud in the elections, not just a little bit of political corruption and some shady deals with China, Iran, and Russia, but much more than that. We're talking conspiracy, sedition, traitorous acts, fraud, crimes against humanity, etc. Okay. They've been, a, a, they've been collecting that evidence. They had a lot of this evidence before Trump got elected, which is why Trump run. He wouldn't have ran if he didn't have the confidence that he could, yeah. he's got some chips up his sleeve, right? Then they've accumulated over time. They've been doing moves to open up for attack. You've noticed Trump do this. He'll say something really dumb or he'll say something. Uh, he'll be like, oh yeah, we, we got to do this. And then the media reacts. They're the voice of the deep mm-hmm. state. Then the public reacts. They're just people who are listening to the media and then Trump has now a gauge as to where things are at. Mm -hmm. This is what I think is happening. So then when it came to the election, so the first coup was Russian collusion with the first election, which magically all of a sudden it was possible. Okay. Just here. Then the second coup was impeachment that fell on its head. No evidence. Okay. Then now this is the third coup. He's trapping them because now while he's playing golf right now, yeah, and that's not worried at all. They are pretending like Joe Biden is the president. No. Think about that. He's not the president. Do you think Trump doesn't have all the evidence? He had the evidence of this machine that's not glitching. This, is, this was built into the election system. He had all this evidence before the election. He watched the election happen. I think they marked all the legitimate ballots. So they're tra- they tracked and traced them the entire election process. And so they know he knows exactly where the real ballots went, where the fake ballots are. He knows where it's all at. So he's waiting like a chess player does, where you invite your opponent to take a very valuable piece. Think so that you you basically encourage them to show, you know, to to move boldly. But yeah. really, you're you've set up a counter strategy that's gonna go checkmate right away afterwards. This is how you play. Um, and so I think, I think that's what's happening. I think Trump is advised by some of the best military intelligence people on the planet. And I think that they've got all the systems in place. I think he knew from before he even got elected in 2016 that there was this election voter fraud. I think the fact he got in in 2016 shows that he already knew how to counter the election voter fraud then. And so now he's just letting them throw all their weapons at him so that they can exhaust themselves get all riled up, and then he's going to swoop in and go, oh, yeah, you remember how I put Amy Comey Barrett in the Supreme Court right before the elections? 
Do you remember how he started leaking all that Hunter Biden and Biden connection to Russia, China and Iran taking money? Do you remember how I started leaking all this over the time? Do you remember all this? And oh, do you see all this evidence now that we're collecting as we're doing audits on all these different states? Do you, you know, and on and on we can go. And that's going to come out and it's going to come as an avalanche. And I think that when we've been talking about the storm, I think that's yeah. what 2020 is. 2020 has been the storm. And uh, this is where we're getting to the climax point in the movie where all of a sudden we're going to start to see some big hammers start to drop and it's going to literally shock people. And it wouldn't have been enough, Bernhard, it wouldn't have been enough for Trump to get up and say it because nobody yeah. would believe him. They go, oh, Trump, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> if he has to show people what's going on, he has yeah. to show people the electoral process is rigged so that it's not just about him winning the election. And he said it in the statement that I got banned from Facebook for retweeting or reposting. He said, this is about the integrity of the entire election process moving forward mm-hmm. for future presidents. Mm-hmm. So if, if all of a sudden he sees all these people that are cheering, oh, Biden won, Biden won, just, just, succeed, just uh, concede, Trump, just concede. You lost. Don't worry about, oh, yeah, there's election fraud. It's what happens. That's just the way. It's not going to stand for the 75 million Americans that voted for him or more. So this is an opportunity not just to have Trump get office. People need to think about this. This is an opportunity to expose decades of voter fraud and corruption within America. And that should be the focus. The focus should be going back to the founding principles of the Constitution, following the law, finding out where the fraud is so that it can be fixed. And that's what Trump did. So it was more important for Trump to set this up so that bigger crimes could be exposed than it was for him to just walk in, get the landslide, rig the election, or not rig it, but set it so that they couldn't rig it beforehand, send everybody to jail beforehand, because then nobody would have known how bad it was had he not shown them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then on what comes to me too, I mean, in the end, it is high level, you know, out of war game theory play going on, you know? And Trump, you know, people don't really like what he is really, I mean, you don't get to this position and to success if you're just a dumbass, you know, in general, like, <laughs> he, like no, even just a billionaire on that level. Um, but, you know, on this point, because a lot of people that, especially even the quote unquote conspiracy movement, truth movement, and then they try to invalidate 17 because all these arrests are not happening. What's happening is arrest is impatience now, now, now. But you said, as you said, it's not like, it's not a TV Hollywood show. They're always oh, the bad guys. We're just going to go arrest him. You know, there's so many, like the deep state is infiltrated in the DOG, in the FBI, in the CIA, in the own Republican uh, party. They need to be weeded out. Right, get out of the bad actors, install the good, uh, good ones like um, ACB, for example. You know, as it just happened, and all of that, in order to go full transparency in 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 uh, regards to law, you know, applying the law and the constitution to really have a foundation to prosecute all these people. And this is a globalist network. This is not just a few players here and there, right? We, this is uprooting a system like an evil, corrupt system that has been in place for decades, but has been really like infiltrated the world for thousands of years. I mean, this is the dark, you know, we can go more into the occult and whatnot, but that's what's at the root of it all. And you just don't, you know, expose people like, um, you know, as if it, as if it's just a, you know, little arrest you're doing and you just put him into jail. People have no idea the forces he is up against and what's actually happening. It's not that black and white, right? Well, so. I mean- the reason yeah. I, you're so right. And the reason I called it a sting operation, what, when, when do we use sting operations? You don't yeah. use sting operations to take down the local thief. You don't use sting options yeah. to just take down a few one-off gangbangers or whatever. You use sting operations to take out organized criminal networks that are embedded in institutions mm-hmm. and funded by legitimate players. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when we're dealing with it took 20 years to get the sting operation together to take down the mobs. Okay. Yeah. That's just the mobs, the mafias. They're, they're, these guys are nothing compared to the real mafias that run the world. When we're taking on the deep state, people, people are used to watching television, cartoons, and movies. They also have been watching a lot of documentaries that generalize subjects and generalize things to such an egregious degree. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So you have to get specific. And that's where I look at it. And I say, okay, if, if you were going to take down the deep state, and they're this powerful. They are literally the, they're the globe. They're the most powerful. They print money. They own the money-making machines. They own the media. They have power that you can't even imagine. How are you going to overthrow that? The yeah. only way to do it 
And I'll tell you this as a martial artist, the only way to defeat a bigger, stronger, and more powerful opponent than you is to set traps so that they trip over their own shoelaces and fall on their own sword. It's the mm-hmm. only way. It's the entire basis of martial art training. I, if I'm going to teach some uh, mother of six children how to defend herself, I don't have 20 years to turn her into a UFC champion level fighter. <laughs> I, I don't have that time. I have to teach them strategies that work against over the, uh, these types of odds. So, And a good thing is I did a little thing on Twitter to just kind of give some people encouragement. I posted a bunch of Sun Tzu quotes. And we know for a fact that Sun Tzu is one, or Sun Tzu and Art of War is one of Trump's favorite books. He wrote about it. He's talked about it. Uh, you can see the moves being made if you know what you're looking at. But like, look at this kind of stuff. Just think about it like this. Sun Tzu says, "Pretend inferiority, and encourage his arrogance." Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're overwhelmed, you pretend like, "Oh, we're retreating. Oh, you guys got us." Uh, and then what happens is the enemy goes, "Yeah, winning." <laughs> <laughs> and they're, then they run through predictably, and yet you had a countermeasure in place to hit them from behind. Another one is um, engage people with what they expect. It is what they are able to discern that confirms their projections. It settles them into predictable patterns of response, occupying their minds while you wait for the extraordinary moment that which they cannot anticipate. That's brilliantly fits Trump because he's literally playing into the TDS. He's actually fueling the TDS and their projections because he wants, like you said it brilliantly before, he almost wants to get their attention, like, yeah, project it all on me. While in the back door, you know, in the background, behind the scenes, we put uh, everything into place for the Yeah, he's playing the cartoon character that the media made. They, they made a character of him that didn't exist before yeah. he was president. I remember going back and forth to Los Angeles and there was this one time where uh, this one driver I was with, an Uber driver, there was a big friendly black guy, I was talking to him and he started telling me, he's like, I don't know why everybody got a problem with Trump. Everybody used to love him around here. That's then true, he got man. elected president and all of a sudden he's the scum of the earth. I never understood that, you know? <laughs> I remember yeah, having every, kind of conversations. He wasn't every rap song, you know, the rappers loved him, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like he was, you know, so what happened is he, Trump, Trump kind of went in, okay? And then he saw the type of strategy the media was going to use, which was to create this. Let me back this up. There, uh, I'll back up this so I can explain it. On Unslaved Podcast, I'll try to remember the number of it. Uh, we, did, we interviewed a former intelligence analyst named Kent Clisby, and he wrote a book. I'm trying to remember the name of the book. I'll send it to you after, where he basically broke down his intelligence research on uh, a particular gentleman who was sort of like a plant. He was a, so- a Soviet plant to start the process of injecting these particular ideas into American culture through these Marxist parties and communist parties and all this kind of stuff at the institutional level of the media and the education system. And the ideas that they had in the blueprint, and Kent Clisby goes through line by line mm-hmm. what was delivered to all these, out- these outlets that this is the plan. This is what we're going to start projecting because we have to do this Trojan horse style. We can't beat America ideologically. We can't beat them economically. We got to infiltrate them on this level. And what it was, was to start putting the idea in. And this was in the, uh, I believe it was the 30s, the 40s and moving up, was the idea that America is inherently racist, homophobic, misogynistic, you know, all these different things. Okay. They were trying to project this, that America as a country, and then this got projected onto all Western countries. Right. And this was the slow march through the institutions. And it was just interesting how this, the Kent Clisby, he kept saying, no, it's specifically these things, homophobic, slave, uh, racist, you know, all these, because the, the worst slurs work in the minds of people. And so what happened is that as America, and this was the battle we were having before the election, before Trump came in, uh, where there was a cultural shift happening where people were fighting back and going, America's not racist inherently. America's not sexist. It's not this. And um, as that battle was happening, that's the environment that Trump got elected in in 2016. Mm -hmm. And so what these conniving bastards did was project the plan of how to take America down ideologically and culturally. They projected that onto Trump as an archetype. They turned Trump into a negative archetype by casting all of those accusations that they were using to weaponize the media against the minds of American people. 
they did that and cast it onto Trump because Trump re- represented let's bring back America. Let's, let's, re- let's revitalize. Let's be independent. Let's not go with the climate accord. Let's not go with the UN. We're not going socialist. We're, we're going to bring back. And so he represented what these globalists hate because that is completely contrary to their interests. Right. That's why they hate him so much. Um, they also know that he's got all kinds of dirt on how pedophilic and satanic they are. So they uh, basically tried to cast that on. The media projects the image 24-7, 100% coverage is to reinforce this idea in people's minds. And so when the average person is out there, even if they know this, after a while, it imprints just like a commercial. You, they yeah. know 1,600 imprints. That's all it needs. And then even if you resist it, you will take it subconsciously and you will start buying those products. So the product they sold the world was that Trump is literally Hitler. Trump yeah. is the most horrible, evil person on the planet. Meanwhile, he's doing things to set up the first uh, organization as a government to go and hunt down and seek and destroy human trafficking networks. He's rebuilding the economy. He's doing historic peace deals in the Middle East and elsewhere. Zero he's wars. <laughs> he's bringing the troops home. He's, he's rebuilding the military. He's trying mm-hmm. to rebuild confidence of the American people in the country once again. Um, and so the media doesn't talk about that. They say, oh, that's, remember when Hitler did this and all, and they're trying to <laughs> conflate things. Yeah. But when you, that's where I tell people, I'm like, you've been triggered at a deep psychological level that you're not even aware of. And that's why you hate Trump because you haven't met the guy. You haven't really followed his career. You don't listen to anything he's got to say or the people that go for him. You're getting your information from the media. Trump knew this. He knew this. And instead of fighting it, he played into it because guess what? He needed the media to distract with this so that he could get the real work done. He, knew, he knows there's no way you can, people are just going to turn off the media. So what he did was he just, he kept his attacks going to the media, saying everybody's fake news and allowing them to blow him up into this image. Yeah. And it's going to backfire because people are starting to realize that actions speak louder than words. And they've, they've proven it many times that when you actually go and watch the whole statement of something Trump says, the media is copying and pasting yep. to try to make them look bad. So yep. the more people look, use logic, they'll realize, hey, I, Trump, you know, he's out there. He says crazy stuff. But, but really, he didn't, he didn't support white supremacy. He didn't support, he didn't say that all Mexicans are rapists. He didn't say that he, like, they're realizing that it was a lie. So then they go, well, hold on a minute. Why would the media lie about that? And then they start questioning the media. So this is how you counter somebody's strategy. Sometimes you promote your enemy. Mm-hmm. in order to let them do so that everybody can see and then it will be undeniable. And I think that's what he's setting people up for. He's setting up for an undeniable exposure of these corrupt frauds. Yeah. And the thing is, is the media put all their chips behind Biden as well. Yeah. And now that they're out there celebrating and, you know, on CNN, they're just having parties now and they're pretending like Joe Biden is the new president. And we've got now we're seeing now Trump is sitting back and he's watching who is betraying him right now. So mm-hmm. we had a, a tweet from Netanyahu. Yeah. Trudeau. Mm-hmm. We had tweets from uh, all the politicians here the, in Canada. The Dalai on the world who were basically showing fealty. Yeah. to the new power that they believe is elected. Trump yeah. is taking notes and going, okay, these are the people who are fighting for me because they know this is a fraud. And these are the people who are ready for the new government to come in because they've been bought and paid for by China. Yeah. So he's watching this. He's taking all the notes. And this is all going to come out in courts. I think they're in there starting it today. And I think over the next few weeks, we're going to start to see some massive drops of undeniable, indisputable evidence that not only was there a little bit of fraud going on with a few thousand missing ballots, no. but that the entire system was rigged. And I'll bet it's going to come out that there was a landslide for Trump, as we predicted. It just, yeah. it got hidden. And uh, when they do the recount in the vote ballot, it's going to prove everybody was wrong. And what's that going to do to people that were in the middle here? They're going to go, wow, they lied to us that much. Holy crap, it's true. And then now enter in, 209,000 sealed indictments, all the other stuff, crimes against humanity, what was on those laptops, the Wiener laptops, the Hillary Clintons, Obamagate, it's all going to start to come out. Trump hits back 10 times harder every time. Yeah. 
Well said, well summarized. And on that note, I also wanted, um, I just saw today the Dalai Lama, you know, congratulated Biden. And we know the Dalai Lama, right? He's also an asset for uh, the CCP and, you know, CIA sponsored and all of that for everybody's doing their research, you know, <clears throat> the rock star yeah. spiritual, you know, teacher, whatever. Uh, but you know that's the strategy to draw. Bill Gates, did you see Bill Gates? Oh, Bill uh, Gates is so happy. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, of course, I can get my vaccines. You know, the only I, I give a uh, uh, who's the guy the the president of Mexico is like, no, no, hold on, I'm not giving any congratulations yet. He's interesting, like, right? Interesting, huh? Yeah, exactly. You know, out of all people, met, you know, because like you said, people think he's such a racist. He hates Mexicans, and the Mexican president, hold on, Biden is not. Uh, the president-elect yet, which he's not, <laughs> period. Well, the president of Mexico is trying to dig himself out of his own deep state over there. Yeah. So I think him and Trump are, I think we're starting to see, like you said, we're going to start to see who's on what side here. There were also people also trying to flip last minute, right? Kind of yeah. in a sense. That's what's happening behind the scenes right now. But I want to touch upon a couple of points you mentioned as well. Number one, very important, like you made, that makes so much sense, Trump's strategy of like attracting that attention, you almost taking in the projections, the hate and whatnot, you know, the TDS yep. to play that image, the, the, the character, so to speak. But that's why you need also somebody who has a strong ego, strong sense of self like him. Otherwise it would destroy you, you know, with getting these kind of, we talked about this, I think on the past podcast, podcast, these kind of projections, these kind of hate on an energetic psychic level, it can take you out. Right, you need to have a not only physical foundation, but a psychic protection foundation. You know, a certain level of healthy sense of self, even yep. egotistical sense of self, to withstand that. Otherwise, it just takes you out. I mean, I know myself. I'm, you know, I'm public too. I get my attacks here and there, and sometimes it just I feel it. It's just oh fuck, you know, yep. the personal attacks, and then the hate that's projected towards him. You have to have a psychic constitution that can withstand that, and he has that because people always look for this, like you know fake politician eloquent like obama was right uh, you know you know who's just whatever good looking eloquent smooth talking which trump is not but obama is the real psychopath and corrupt politician right so they they don't even know, they don't know what authentic authenticity is anymore in this mm -hmm. day and age go ahead well and we also live bernhard in a in a society now where we've had all the testosterone taken out of our sales uh, <laughs> and i'm talking both yeah. men and women and um and and even just ideologically yeah. any kind of notion of true true masculinity and again yeah. there's masculinity within women as well as a principle the principle of action the principle of standing in integrity the principle of not backing down from Uh, some challenge, you know, the going out and retrieving from nature and creating out of nothing and improving and inventing and being uh, productive. Those are masculine traits typically, yeah. right? There are, and then the feminine traits are the ones that uh, support and have their own strength as well. And the whole point is we need as a, to be, have a healthy psyche and a true sense of self. You need to unite the masculine feminine principles within your own being. Okay. We have the left hemisphere of the brain We have the right hemisphere of the brain. You unite the two hemispheres and you have a holistic thought process. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. So um, the, the way these cultural engineers or social engineers, their modus operandi to take the West down, because the West was a threat to global communism okay, and global control um, because of its independent spirit. That, that's the difference. That's what they don't like. And I look at it as it's the it's the one against the many. It's the it, the principle of basing your society on the rights of the individual and elevating the individual so that you prepare the soil to allow geniuses to rise up or you level everything like the levelers in the French Revolution you level everybody mm -hmm. down to the common denominator and you make everybody equal. But yeah. the reason they want you equal is so that they can have one leash for many necks. They can have yep. one system, they push one button and it triggers everybody the same. It's easier to control those kinds of people. And when you get rid of those people who would rise up and make something of themselves and have self-esteem and have um, competency and confidence and creativity, not, not the psychopaths and the narcissists that people try to accuse them of being, because they're not. Obama's the narcissist yeah. and they'll tell you it's, it's obvious yeah. the narcissists are easy to see because they fake who they are they yeah. don't 
They're afraid to show their shadow. They're afraid to mess up. That's why they need teleprompters for everything. I mean, Obama couldn't even go to a kid's birthday party speech without bringing a teleprompter. <laughs> um, the most inauthentic people. Kamala Harris, what kind of drugs is she on? Yeah. She's getting up and talking to people like they're five years old with this big fake smile on their face. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing real about these people. They're fake plastic trees. Okay. Trump is real. That's the difference. And when he comes out with confidence, people who have low confidence and self-esteem are going to go, I just hate how arrogant he is. Exactly. How many people do you know, Bernhard? Seriously, mm-hmm. like honestly, how many people do you know that you would say and authenticate that they have a strong sense of self or self-confidence or self-esteem? Yeah. How many not, people? Not, not, uh, not a many at all. Not that many. Yeah, and that's yeah. a sad thing. Yeah. My job as a martial arts instructor was to take kids, teens, adults, and try to empower them with that sense of self. So if I have a strong sense of self and I speak freely and I have my confidence and self-esteem, mm-hmm. I'm not a narcissist because I have that. I yes. have that. And then what do I do? I go and teach other people how to have that. That's what Trump has done for his entire career. He's a CEO. His yeah. businesses would have collapsed yeah. had he just been this narcissistic, egoic, whatever. Exactly. He yeah. didn't have to cheat. He knows how to manage people. He knows how to inspire and motivate people. He also knows how to give people shit and how to fire people yeah. because that's what you need. That's neat. Yeah, exactly. So the, most people, Bernhard, the, re, the real reason that they have a problem with Trump or even just him as an archetype, he's, just, he's an archetype in our consciousness now, right? Yeah. He stands for that John Wayne character that walks in, kicks the doors down and goes, you know, just get out of here. Leave me alone. We're, we're going to do this. Like, and people take that as arrogance. But the fact is he doesn't have, he's just enough big of an ego to be a public figure, which is what you need. Okay. He has a big enough ego, which he then uses that to save the country that he loves and goes and inspires other people to go get a job. You can do anything, be the outsider, right? The outsider is threatening to people who live in a hive mentality. The collectivized minds, they hate individuals. It could be Trump. They hated Giordano Bruno. They hated Nikola Tesla. They hated, think of all the, they hated Walter Russell, uh, Wilhelm Reich. They arrested him, burned all his books, you know, in, in America. Um, and, and on and on we could go. The outsider, the one who is truly confident, the man of self-esteem or the woman of self-esteem, which means self-knowledge, not narcissism, mm. I'm better than you, but just that functional, the root of your survival, okay, yeah. is when, when you live like that, you're not afraid, you don't back down, you're definitely going to be uh, embedded with the idea that you don't want to have the mob controlling your life, you want to control your own life. And somebody like that is not going to go out and burn and loot as we're seeing. They're not the ones burning and looting. The people who love freedom, the people that support President Trump are not out there burning, looting and causing violence. Who is out there burning, looting, causing violence? Yeah. The people who are saying Trump is narcissistic. He's <laughs> a narcissist. You know, I mean, thank David. Thank you so much to hit so many nails on the head right now. It also ties into the warrior archetype, the true masculine principle. And you hit right. the nail on the head, people projecting their own lack of healthy masculinity, their own sense of healthy egos or healthy sense of self, healthy self-esteem onto him, calling him. He's not a narcissist. He has a healthy sense of self, healthy ego in that sense. And yes, you could call it egotistical, whatever, but it's not a narcissist. This word narcissist is being thrown around like, like candy nowadays anyway, right? And there's a lot of shadow projection behind that. And there's uh, something to be said about healthy narcissism, by the way, which is a healthy sense of self. But something just came to me when you asked me the question, how many people do you know have a healthy sense of self? And then I raised that moment, you know, the work I do with uh, uh, clients over like my wife and I, we're going, we're taking people on a journey right now called, we do an online course with 25 warriors uh, uh, on an online course called uh, Embodied Soul Awakening, right? Going deeper into a holistic self-work in light of, you know, in, in what's happening in the world. And one aspect of this, most people who apply come also because they ha- lack a healthy sense of self, right? They lack, you know, they are afraid to speak up. They are, you know, because on a basic psychological level, what they suffer under, what many of us suffer under of trauma, wounding, of growing up in this culture we are growing up under, Uh, is this unconscious program, I'm not good enough, right? right? I'm not good enough. I cannot shine. I, sh- I, I shouldn't shine. I shouldn't stand up. I need to be equal like with anybody else. And, you know, the Marxist, neo-Marxist, socialist, communist agenda is also destroying the individual, which is destroying the healthy sense of self. And it's not about unity. It's forced conformity, right? To bring yourself right. down. And that's even, you see it in, 
even the East in spirituality, that's also been distorted. Like the ego is bad, destroy the ego and all of that. And that may come at a later state, whatever, fine. But what we need now, we have, as in the Western world, we have all, we are wounded and traumatized, traumatized. We need to build a healthy sense of self, a healthy ego. That was my journey too. Most in my life growing up, I was just, you know, low self-esteem, being bullied. I'm afraid to speak out and all of this and that. Right. And then you come across kind of teachings like the ego is bad. You need to even diminish yourself even more. You know what I mean? Don't shine up. Don't show your individuality. We need to be, we all the same. We're all equal. And it's so distorted in our minds that we lose ourselves in it. And that's, that's, thank you for, that's just such a bright light just <laughs> appeared because that's what most people are struggling with and either uh, yeah. approach it consciously and work through it. Like I need to like establish my healthy ego, my healthy sense of self. Or you suppress it into your shadow deep down and then you turn into what the left has turned. They project it externally and engage into rage and hatred, which is actually what they unconsciously feel about themselves. It's unconscious self-hatred because mm. they're not happy within themselves. Really well said. I agree with you. This is what I've been trying to say. And, you know, I... I didn't always have healthy self-image, healthy self-esteem. I had to learn it. It's interesting. It's like we're not this isn't this doesn't come with the package. Uh, that element was wiped out in the way religion was taught to us. It's wiped out in the education system. There aren't entire courses on self-esteem. They 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 call it self-esteem, but it's not self-esteem. It's just yeah. um you'll get approved by the crowd if you do this. <laughs> That's not self-esteem. Uh you need self-knowledge before you can have proper self-esteem yeah. and self-esteem doesn't mean you're esteeming yourself above others. It means you're putting your own standard to work. Where do you want to live your life? Do you want to be controllable? Do you control your own mind? Do other people control your own mind? Do you control your own destiny in your life or do other people control your destiny in your life? Um, your whole life, you're going to be battling the one versus the many. And um, the moment you get any level of success, Take notes of how people around you start to act. All the people that are going to be lecturing you about, oh, just get rid of the ego, dissolve the ego and become one with the tribe. Uh, they're the ones that are going to start shouting you down the moment you reach any level of success in your life. Yeah. And you got to start asking yourself why that is. What are their underlying motivations? And the sad thing is many of us don't know what we're motivated by. We don't think about it because it is in shadow. This is why Carl Jung's work was so important to understand was that if we repress the shadow or we repress our ego or we repress an element of us, we, there's a distortion and there's a, there's a compensatory effect that needs to happen, right? Like if I injure my knee and then I kind of, I have to start hobbling around, what happens? I, I'm, I'm off my gait pattern. And then I probably am going to throw off my hip and then you're change, you try to move around that and then you throw off your shoulder and it's just, it's the way it is. There's a compensatory effect. So the same works with our consciousness. Yeah. If you're going to tell me that we, oh, the ego is evil and we're just going to get rid of the ego and we're going to follow up the Dalai Lama and, uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle or whatever, trying to oh, get rid of the ego and just bliss out. Look, you're, you're removing a part of your consciousness that helps you interface with reality. Mm -hmm. And the reason people want you to get rid of that is because they don't want you in reality because that's where they're manipulating. That's where they're gaining. That's what they're afraid of. These people are anti-nature. That's mm -hmm. why we call them anti-God, right? The anti, yeah. they're afraid of nature because nature confronts you with the truth every mm -hmm. single moment of every single day. People that don't like the truth, who are uncomfortable with nature, who haven't become strong selves in order to confront the challenges nature gives you in order for you to grow and thrive and succeed. They want to manipulate nature and turn it into something where there's no longer any coherence, where it's an illusion. That's why they want us in the AI trans. These are the advocates of the AI computer transhumanism world, because that's something they can control. Mm -hmm. So you got to start asking, I know control freaks. I know people who are control freaks. What makes them control freaks? What's the underlying things? The reason is they have no inner control because they got rid of their ego. They got rid of their every aspect of themselves. They've emptied themselves. They've become soulless. And so now they need an illusion in order to survive. This is where we're at. And so um, it's not about getting rid of the, it's about ordering the mind. There's an order. There's a ranking system. You don't want your ego to be the one directing your life. Yeah. You use the ego as a tool to interface with reality, to interface with the public, right? But you don't let that control. You want the true imperial 
God's self, the self, the, true self. the real self, which yeah. is that spark of consciousness that lights you up. That is the, is the, is the king of the house. The ego serves the king. If you switch those dynamics, yeah, there's problems, right? But when you think about narcissism, narcissism is the lack of self. Mm -hmm. And people don't get that. They think, oh, these people who have confidence, or they're just narcissists. No, no, no. The narcissist is the one who murdered the self. The egoist is the one who promoted the self and uses the ego in an appropriate manner, not to abuse people, but simply as a mechanism to interface rationally with people, right? And so it's about ordering it properly and keeping it in check, not going in surgically removing it and then expecting for divine intervention to come yeah. into your life. It's not yeah. going to work. So this is where people misunderstand it, in my opinion. And they don't know what real confidence is when they see it because they don't have it. So they project their envy. Envy, yeah. the seven deadly sins. These are the things that uh, if we really look deeply into, we're talking about the psychological underpinnings of what either informs somebody to grow in their conscious awareness and evolve or to devolve and implode. And when you devolve and implode, you are now hopelessly reliant on the crowd, hopelessly reliant on the illusion. And that's why these people are, they're, they're literally losing their minds. They're hysterical. They're yeah. hysterical. Yeah. And I've been talking about this for a while uh, related to the virus, but now it's definitely related to this as well. The real virus has been isolated, you know, contrary to what people hear. The real virus, in my opinion, that has hit this planet in 2020 is not some, you know, lab-created flu. The real virus is something called hysterical contagion. It's something where uh, it becomes contagious. We start mimicking behavior. We start f using fear and operating from a place of fear. And then we become irrational. Because when we look at the rational through a rational lens, it's too frightening. So we go, okay, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And we censor ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so because these architects have been censoring us and fact checking, they're trying to train us how to think like them. They're trying to give us their mind. Yeah. We have to resist that by saying, no, I'm going to read my own fact checker. Thank you very much. I don't want the Pointer Institute <laughs> to fact check everything for me. I'll fact check for myself. And I will look at whatever information that I want in order to inform my mind. I will use my own rational and reasonable faculties to determine what the truth is. I'm free to make mistakes on that journey. I'm going to make lots of mistakes. That's normal. That's part yeah. of the process. Don't interfere with me. And I don't need to have an edited, super controlled, micromanaged reality. I will determine my own life. And in order to be able to do that, you need self-esteem. You need a healthy ego. You need self-awareness. So the fact that their first attack was against that principle, and we're raising generations of children who had no concept of self-esteem, you want to know why we're getting people running around, you know, taking dumps in the street and, you know, burning effigies of Trump and, you know, causing riots and burning and looting? They're burning and looting within their own being. And they're just projecting that out onto exactly. the world. And that's the virus that is haunting this planet this year. Wow. David. So, yeah. We're at the end of the first hour. I just want to add on this real quick. Um, the irony of the equation, what you just mentioned, a, a, a narcissist actually deeply insecure within. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to, a narcissist, right? That's right. And also what you mentioned with, with um, this equality illusion, it reminds me of a, of, a, of a passage of the Hermetic occult teachings stating there is no such thing as equality in, a, in the entire universe. There's hierarchy, but not hierarchy, I'm paraphrasing, based on some artificial power, race, or gender, whatever, but a sacred hierarchy. hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Just what you mentioned, the hierarchy of like the ego needs to surrender, become a vessel for divine will, for your true self, intact, right? Not right. destroying it, just full alignment. The feminine, like you mentioned, the alchemical marriage of the inner male and female, being and doing, one, boom, grounded in earth and heaven at the same time, right? And yeah, that's... Uh, that's a powerful thing. And that, that's a differential. It's funny you mentioned that's a hermetic concept. Um, we've been doing a series on Unslave talking mm -hmm. about the two streams of ideology that came from the ancient world. Um, you know, there's different variations to them, but basically there was the idea of hermeticism, which was to see God in nature, meaning mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, you know, nature is spirit and spirit is nature in the same spectrum, but in different uh, perspectives. 
Um, whereas there was also the Gnostic perspective, which was that earth is a cage of the soul. It's run by a demiurge. Mm-hmm. It's an illusion and it's here to trap your soul. It's the, it's the cage of souls. And uh, the only time you'll get close to God is when you finally leave this, this earth or whatever. And there's different variations. I'm not saying all Gnostics believe yeah. that, but just the two general streams of thought uh, that came out. And we analyzed and we compared it. And when you actually look at those ancient ideologies that f- eventually flowed through the different cults and the different religions, um, and then it eventually broke down through politics and we had, you know, the Hobbesian view versus, you know, the, uh, whatever is the other guys. And then, you know, all these different uh, differentiations, you can see now this became the left and the right, the mm. liberals and the Democrats, the conservatives. And you realize, wow, these ideas had an origin point and they've just been filtered out and then changed and bastardized mm-hmm. over time. But the main gems are still there. So that's why I find so much value going into the ancient uh, way of looking at things and reading people like Shwala Deluvich and Gerald Massey and uh, some of these guys who studied the ancient Egyptian ideology and brought out the best ideas from it. And um, I think that this is the time we need to go back into this ancient knowledge to try to pull forward something that's relevant for our time now that we maybe have forgotten. So yeah. um, I totally agree with that. The idea of this narcissist being uh, somebody that is, is has self-esteem or whatever it's, it's got no legs to stand on. It's actually the other way around. The narcissists are just good at doing what vampires do. You know, the archetype of the vampire in the movies. Those vampires don't just come out and, and have all the fangs and the blood and the evil. and the, uh, they're, they're not obviously vampires. They're the most attractive, suave, smooth, yeah. sexy, um, you know, charismatic type of people you could meet. That's why you're attracted to them. And your attraction to them is what gives them in the natural law, full carte blanche to suck your blood because you came willingly because you bought their lie. So we have to remember that, yes, we are sold lies. um, And in the universal code, they have every right to sell you a lie. It's not moral. It's not right. It's not good. But we have free will. So, yep, we're being sold a lie. Now what? Are we victims because there's liars, (laughs) criminals, and psychopaths in the world? Or do we respond by just not buying the lie and therefore making them delegitimate and they'll fall away by their own vices. You know what I mean? So I think we're getting a new perspective on how we can move forward in a positive way this year, even though things seem dark. Remember, it's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah. So that's that's ended right here because that's when I exactly explore in the second hour. I want to talk a little bit more specific about what's happening with the voter fraud, like the the software that's out there, the hammer and the other one. Uh, Forgot the name right now. It's very fascinating what exactly what the city Powell has uncovered, but also catch up or continue what you just shared also in the positive sense, what can we do now? Right. The, and going back what the ancient teachings, the mystery teachings have taught us, which we can apply right now in this very uh, day and age. And also ties, I want to get your insight, especially from you, because I know you have done a series on cults because there's a lot of cult programming we're under right now from the communist leftist uh, agenda and whatnot. Um, so again, for anybody who is not a member yet, uh, you can uh, sign up at veilofreality.com, my website for the second hour. Gives you also access to the forum. And David, please, where can people reach you this uh, day and age right now as your outlet? And where do you produce content right now? Uh, well, to be safe, the safest place to find all my stuff is at dwtruthwarrior.com. And my other website is unslaved.com. That is the work that I do with Michael Tessarian. But for my private work, it's dwtruthwarrior.com. And I have all my social media links there. Some of them are working right now. Some of them are not. Um, I do have my YouTube channel back. So I am producing over there and I have a backup channel. Okay. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at dwtruthwarrior. I'm on Parlor as well at DW Truth Warrior. So uh, go check me out there, and uh, I've got a lot more content coming your way. Excellent. Thank you, David, so much. And we'll be Thank right you. back. <laughs>